So, this podcast is either for 12-year-old kids or college kids. Nope, it's not Call of Duty, it's Pokemon. This is the Awesome Cast. Folks, and welcome back to the Awesome Cast, your podcast for everything awesome. I'm Basil. I'm Kevin. And I'm Doug. I'm Barry. And also featuring Barry, because otherwise, this topic that we'll be talking about later on was way, way lopsided. So, we are back. It's the Fearsome Threesome, plus Barry. Yes! Oh, I'm fierce enough for the rest of them. You know, we've had several episodes now where it's been myself and Kevin and other people. Myself and other people, other people and myself, but now we're back, back together again, now that all sorts of craziness has finally died down. Yes, it got crazy there. Got pretty crazy, but we're back. You can find us at awesomecast.com, O-S-M-C-A-S-T dot com. You can send us an email at awesomecast at gmail.com. You can send all complaints to podcast at chainsabuffet.com. You can find us on Twitter at, at awesomecast. You can also find myself on Twitter at, at It's Basil Time. And occasionally I also do streams now randomly because I have a PS4, which you can find at the Basil Stream. I think that's what I call it. Or you can follow Kevin on Twitter from K- Twitterless Kevin. <laughs> it's true. Expect, if uh, no updates. Ever. If uh, <laughs> Kevin actually. You know, we, if we say this enough, eventually someone else will actually take that from you and you won't be able to call yourself that, Kevin. I'm assuming somebody already has taken it and just, just like, <laughs> throwing it out there that they can follow whoever this random person is. <laughs> yeah, statistically, there's probably a Twitterless Kevin on Twitter. Why not? So, yes. Hope everyone's doing well. We are recording this a bit in advance because the holiday season is upon us and it will be upon you around the time you start listening to this. So, winter is coming. If not already here, thank you. Games of Thrones reference. What? It's just been cold lately. I don't know. What's this Game of Thrones thing? <laughs> I don't know. I only watched a couple episodes of the first t- season, but I'm not. I, I'm not hip to what the kids actually like. South Park's doing a pretty good synopsis. <laughs> That's good. But speaking of things that we like, let's head straight forth into moments of awesome. It's a Moment of awesome. Ooh, so I will start this one off because I, I have two. I have, like I mentioned earlier, I now have a PS4. It is in my possession. I, I'm enjoying it pretty, pretty nice. Congrats. It's pretty good. I It is. I was able to get my pre-order in on time and pick it up on time. Somehow I had the money for it. And the DualShock 4 is such a good controller. Oh my God. The controller is so good. I've heard a lot of people talking about, oh man, the controller's so good, I decided I picked my system based off the controller, etc., etc., etc. What is it about it that's so good? Well, take all the good things you liked out of the original DualShock, and all the things you liked out of the 360 controller, and you kind of put together. Hmm. The handles are now much cur- curvier, so they actually fit in your hands better. 
The analog sticks um, a, little, a little tighter. They feel much nicer than the DualShock 3s did. The buttons themselves are still good. And it actual actual triggers. Oh. It doesn't have like ah. those wheelie weird slip off your fingers. Yeah, I was looking at the button thing. I was looking at one of the box, and it looked like they looked more like trigger triggers, but it still had more the uh, Sony controller shape, which yes. I, I do like better overall than the Xbox. But. And I actually like the triggers better than the 360 triggers. So it, that's, good. There's, that's good. There's nice. Yeah. There's nice tension in there. The back of the controllers also got this nice little texture to it. It actually actually feels nice in the hand, and it has this awesome little light bar. Which ostensibly is designed to be was originally designed to use with the uh, camera, but in certain games it'll actually change the color of the light depending on how well your health is doing, hmm. which is nice. But really, it makes you feel like I'm from the future because <laughs> I'll play the game at like you know at, at dark and I'll be looking at it I'm like oh man the blue light's glowing and it's glowing on my hands and I feel like I'm, I, it feels like I'm like oh man I'm, I'm playing it in the future I, I really do, and I do enjoy. Uh, streaming on occasion, it is an interesting thing to do. Really easy to do. Really, really easy. Like, I feel kind of bad for the friends of mine who actually stream with actual, like, capture cards and doing everything legitimately because I am not. I am... I feel like I'm slumming it, but it's it's kind of neat, you know, be able to go here, like, Alan from Versities go, hey, you should stream some. I'm, I'm hungry. Like, let me, I'm gonna listen to you play Assassin's Creed. I'll make it a sandwich and I'm like, all right, well, hit the share button, and there I am, and goofing off in Assassin's Creed, which I'll talk about in a later podcast. But it's it's fun. The Let's Play community now booms. Yeah, yeah, I really think it's going to. I, I could definitely see this thing being, like, even bigger than it is, because it's now so easy on the PS4, which, as of right now, you cannot do on Xbox One, although Microsoft says, like, in the early next year, they're going to implement it themselves. So, that's cool. I mean, you know, all the apps I like work well. It does have some voice commands. Mm. You actually just got to plug in the um, your little headset you get with the system with a little microphone. And you can set other kinds of microphones to it. I'm actually debating on possibly, you know, maybe next holiday season when they're doing the... Um, there's a thing called Extra Life that they do that a bunch of people will live stream themselves playing video games for charity. Mm. It's kind of like a marathon. I thought maybe possibly, you know... If I could somehow get one of, possibly my, I know my current condenser microphone won't work. It's too advanced. But seeing one of my older ones that occasionally works, occasionally doesn't, to see if that one does work. Maybe do like an awesome cast thing where, you know, we can just stream our audio playing a game. Hmm. While, you know, while handing off the controllers or something, maybe for a, for, like a, for a day or something. For a charity event. I don't know. That is totally me just thinking of it as I was saying that right now. But it'd be interesting. So yeah, PS4, it is pretty neat. And I'm sure that I will have more impressions. If you would like me to cover other things about the PS4, please let me know on Twitter at It's Basil Time on Twitter. Or Kevin at Twitterless Kevin. Because he needs to get Twitter. That person who actually has Twitterless Kevin may or may not respond, but that's where you need to follow Kevin. That's right. <laughs> I'm on Facebook. Oh, friend me. I take just about anybody. <laughs> But, and my other one is, of course, now part of my four-part series, my patented pending, Season of Sport! Sports, 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 sports. Because this season is the season of sports anime. There are four of them, and they're all pretty good. Last time I talked about the new Hajime no Ippo, so now I'm going to talk about something new. 
which is Ace of Diamond. It's about baseball, in case you didn't figure it out with the whole diamond thing. Oh, it might be about card games, diamonds. Ace. Well, no, because you yeah. got the diamond yeah. of the four okay. bases. Yeah, that really was my first thought, and I don't know, I just being contrary. But uh, it doesn't involve giant robots, so I haven't watched it. I find it notable because it is it is a sport it is an anime that is a cross production between Madhouse and Production IG. Interesting, and it's, so it's a really well animated baseball anime, by written by Yuji Terajima, who is who did the manga for it, and is now being animated. And it's about this pitcher named uh, Salamora Ajun, and he was this you know. He was he himself was pretty good, but he was part of this really crappy middle school team out in the boondocks. But he was a really big teamsman. And he was constant and his pitches were actually so strong that his catcher just couldn't catch them. And he gets scouted by this really like big leagues like high school that spends lots of money on acquiring all sorts of baseball talent from around Japan to, to compete for the Koshin. The, the Japanese you know, high school baseball championships, which are really, really big and impressive and important, because you know, as baseball, all high school Japanese championships are. Yes. Well, I, I feel that baseball itself, like yeah, Japan loves the baseball. But, you know, baseball is now the actual baseball. In Japan is like football is for us now. Ah, I see. Or baseball is in Japan what baseball used to be for the U.S. They they love it so much you'd think they admitted it. They really love their baseball. Yeah, they really love baseball. And what's neat about this is because he he's a team player. Like, there's no issues. A lot of times you'll get these hotshot guys who it's like, I don't do anything for the team. Whereas this guy, he's all about the team. And he really just wants to... And this sort of foreshadows what we'll talk about later on. He wants to be the very best like no one ever was. <laughs> I mean, this is a Shonen series. It was published... In weekly Shonen magazine, you know, like all the greats that aren't Shonen Jump. So it's it's good. I mean, I believe that's the same as like Ranma and the Cross Game and, you know, another really great baseball. But this one's actually much more about baseball than, say, Cross Game is. Cross Game is much more like, like touch. It's like a whole bunch of other things that also happens to include baseball. Whereas Ace of Diamond is, is about baseball. But it's good baseball. I, I I highly highly enjoy it. Highly recommend it. And go, Kevin. Well, okay, throw the sport. I'll go with the close. I actually take a minute to talk about the closest thing to a sports anime I'm watching, and that's Gundam Build Fighters. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, that's close enough for Kevin. <laughs> the latest, um, the latest introduction in the Gundam metaverse, except. And the most blatant toy commercial of the entire franchise, and it's one of the best shows in the also in the franchise thus far. Amazingly, um, I say it's a serious toy commercial because it's literally about Gundam models. It's about the model kits. Just this exists in a world where they have a game where you put your model kit in it and you can make your model kit fight other people's model kits. So it's like Gundam meets Angelic Lair. But you can do them right off the shelf. You can do weird variations. You can do custom work on them. You know, and it's uh, there's a there's a tournament, of course, um, and it's uh, it's about our main character, uh, say, uh, who's the son of a former champion of the Gundam tournament, who's a great great model builder. He just sucks playing the game. 
Except, you know, he makes friends with a mysterious boy who lacks common sense and knowledge about things that normal people should have and probably is really important to the plot, but they're only like on episode six, so what are you going to do? Um, who is excellent at, pi- excellent at piloting them, but knows nothing about Gundams. And together they uh, are going to take the championship. And don't forget Mr. Rawl. Yes. Yes, for those who have ever seen the original Mobile Suit Gundam, Ramba Rawl exists in this anime and is a character. He's just a jovial old man with awesome sideburns and an even awesomer mustache as he will randomly appear in front of people to explain rules and things. Yes. And they're not quite sure why he's there. Yes. I like to personally believe he's Ed Chavez <laughs> from an alternate universe where Gundam build fighting became the big thing in his life instead of Pokemon. But Is he Cobra retired? Maybe. What? What's Cobra retired? No, Cobra from the anime... Oh. Sort of. If Cobra grew a mustache and was a little older, he'd look like a lot like Graham Burrell. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like Space Ranger. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That Cobra. Right. Yeah, kind of. Kind that of being said, that. it's got genuinely likable characters for the most part. Really good action and just tons of shout-outs to the Gundam meta series all over the place. Also, the director really loves Gundam X, and Gundam X is seriously underrated, so I like all the shout-outs to that. I, I will say the animation is top-notch Sunrise. Mm-hmm. As with a few times nowadays, you'll actually get to watch giant robots battle where everything is, you know, hand-drawn. Yeah, yeah. There's no CG to be found. That is worth mentioning. It's largely hand-drawn animation in the giant robot fights, and that is so welcome change these days. Um, But, yeah, it's just a fun show. Um, Like it very, very much. It's one of the shows... I'm I'm watching a lot of shows this season, but that's one of the ones I go out of my way to watch that new episode as soon as it's available. Well, you guys have pointed out as I'm sure people are hearing, there's a lot of good anime this season. Like, so my moments of anime, of awesome are also going to be mostly, mostly, uh, TV show related and anime show related. Because there is, there's a lot of really good anime out this season. And on regular TV, a lot of the really good shows that I like are back and airing again this season. Uh, you know, the new season of How I Met Your Mother is really, really good. It, it's true. Like, um, I think they're doing, I think it's, it's really a really thing where you can, both it and somehow Once Upon a Time yeah. are doing two similar things where it's, it's not the setting you're normally used to. Yeah. They, they chose an alternate setting. Well, what How I Met Your Mother is doing, the reason, like, one of the really interesting things about it is it's, this season is taking place over the course of Barney and Robin's wedding. So the entire thing is set at the same inn over the span of a few days. A few days. And it's not that they're telling um it's not that they're telling the story in sequential order necessarily. They're more or less telling it as a guy recalling stories from that weekend. And so you'll have one episode where a certain sequence of events ha- happens and then a little bit later on you'll have another episode that's the same sequence of events featuring the same characters um, but you're only getting like snippets of the other story that he already mentioned because that's how it happened uh, just kind of bleeding through into the new episode and, and that's it's really cool I'm having a lot of fun watching it I hope it's the last season <laughs> it's supposed to be I hope it's the last season but I also hope that it finishes the show up they're going to finally meet their mother come on oh yeah they've actually already um shown how Barney has met the mother they've shown how um 
Lily. Yeah, they've shown how Lily has met the mother, and the girl they got to cast as the mom, she... She's really playing it right. So far, they have... So far, they've introduced her... So far, they've introduced her, and they've always portrayed her as just this really awesome character, this really perfect for Ted character. And on one level, part of me was trying, was criticizing that little thinking to myself, uh, you know, man, of course she's... Of course she's so perfect. Like, they have her do every do thing do perfect. But then I thought about that for a little bit longer, and I realized that, well, of course she's perfect. <laughs> Like, we've been watching for how many seasons now would anyone be satisfied if she didn't show up and wasn't completely amazing? Like, uh, Well, it's important to notice that she's amazing for Ted. Yes. <laughs> like, she still has her own character with her own foibles. It's just she's perfect for Ted. Yes, as Lily is meeting her, they actually touch on this, that Lily's sitting there going, Oh, can you believe that Ted would... You know, always irritates me doing this thing when we travel, and Ted always irritates me doing this thing when we travel. And the mother is kind of nodding, agreeing with Lily, but at the same time, making secret faces as though she would probably have secretly enjoyed that thing that she's <laughs> now agreeing with Lily on. So, yeah, that, that, that is a really good. I was more mentioning because once while time is doing everything in Neverland, because that's yeah. what the storyline is. I'm much like way more how you met your mother this season. I do like once upon a time this season. Well. Which is another weird thing. This isn't my moment of awesome. It's just kind of on this topic, since you brought up uh, Once Upon a Time going to Neverland. So, I, I, me and Barry were at a doctor's office today, and we were watching, the, and the doctor's office was playing a TV. They were playing, like, Disney Junior or something. And there's this, the Neverland Pirates show. Yeah, Jake <laughs> and the Neverland Pirates. That's yeah. the thing that exists. That's what Jake I and the Neverland Pirates... It was weird looking at it. It's it's a Dora-like show. Mm-hmm. It's a Dora-like show, only the main characters are pirates and they're conflicting with Captain Hook, but it just... No mention of the Lost Boys. None. Because Captain Hook killed them all. <laughs> okay, that's just my theory. But it, it made me think back to... It made me think back to Once Upon a Time, and I suddenly realized that, you know, well, in Once Upon a Time... Spoiler for Once Upon a Time, we spend way more time interacting with Hook. Mm-hmm. And at least at this point in the se- in the season, it may change later, but at this point in the season, they're presenting Peter Pan as possibly a bad guy. Well, it would actually fit the story more where he is more a sociopath. Like, he will occasionally switch sides and join the pirates because it's getting boring. <laughs> well, and so it's this weird, awkward thing where... It seems like the current cultural trend is to cast the pirates as the good guys and the lost boys as the bad guys, which seems weird. But I, I, pirates are cool. Pirates are cool. They are. Yeah. Although I, well, my favorite version of Peter Pan of the Fox is Peter Pan and the Pirates. Peter Pan. I love that version. Of course, that's also my favorite. Tim Tim Curry as Captain Hook is also my favorite Captain Hook. So make of that as you will. Well, and uh. My second moment of awesome that I'll take is uh, Kill a Kill. Ah, I was wondering when one of us would finally get to it. Another one of those shows I go off my way to watch as soon as I can, yes. Okay, this anime is completely awesome in every, by every definition of the word and does not hold back any awesomes, out of any awesomes. 
Um, I, really, I suspect we will talk about this and more when it's finished airing. <laughs> yes. A friend of mine referred to this show as, uh, he referred to the show like, the episodes he had seen of it, it made him think of, it made him think of, I'm blanking on words. Okay. Fully cool? No, no, no. It, it made him think of background anime. And what he meant by background anime was, you know, when you're watching an anime and the characters are playing an anime in the background of that anime, and it's, you only ever catch, like, the weirdest scenes, and they're always completely over the top and extreme. You just are watching and you think this has got to be the climax of whatever it is that that show's about, because it's so big and bold. Well, Kill a Kill, while it's not one of those, it's kind of like that. Every single moment of this anime is so packed full of awesome that at any given time, if you catch any little bit of it, it's going to be so incredibly amazing that it's so just jack damn full of anime goodness that it's amazing. Uh, it does strike me that it may be a little hard for somebody who doesn't get anime at all <laughs> yeah, to watch, yeah. but... If you like anime at all, I'm pretty sure you'll think that this is awesome. It's It reminds me a little bit of Gurren Lagann and how it goes about, like, jam-packed full of awesomeness. But it's like if instead of doing... If instead of make, making a uh, a mecha show, they made a battle girl a battle girl show. Like like uh, Cutie Honey. Yeah, I, you're, I think you're about to say Utena. There's a, more than a few shout-outs to Utena. There are quite a few shout-outs to Utena in the show. And but to other classic, an, and to some very classic anime at times. Uh, well, I really do feel like Kill a Kill is what if Trigger wanted to start themselves off as an homage to Osama Dezaki's directorial ideas, mm-hmm. while also making their own version of the Gonagai show. Yeah, I have a feeling, I hope Gonagai is watching it, and I hope he likes it, because there's a lot of love letter there. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's a good show, and you don't have to get all those tiny little references to enjoy just how amazing and fantastic it's being. It's also one of the rare few shows, especially anime shows, that has no issues being a cartoon. Yeah. It completely knows that it is goofy-ass animation and rolls with it. Like, I love Mako we, and her family, and they're the most cartoony of them all. Well, we've sat there watching it and going, oh my gosh, how many of those little side extras did they just, like, send flying into the air with complete disregard that those are human beings that they're chomping through right now, that they're mowing down like weeds? Like, it's countless, just, like, tons and tons and tons, because, again, everything is over the top. Well, you know, if Utena and Fist of the North Star had a baby... And let Gonagai write the story. You might get Kill a Kill. And let Trigger animate it. Yes. Yeah. That is, that is important. Oh, yeah, but it it's is, so good. It is, it is really good. It is really good. I'm sure we will talk about it in much detail in a later podcast. And once this oh, yeah. show finishes up. Uh, unless they just seriously shoot themselves in the foot. But I don't... Trigger's been good stuff so far. So I hope... I don't think they will. It's true. All right, yeah. Barry. Do you want to throw anything out there for Moments of Awesome? Since you are here. All right. I got two. First, I found out today there are 90-plus more episodes of One Piece than there are of The Simpsons. That's a lot. We were surprised. Yeah, we were. And if you get started right now in a month or so without sleeping or going to the bathroom, you could finish watching either series. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, at some point, Funimation actually did that. Uh, I, it was for some promotion. I think for putting out either a new DVD release or they're getting our new set of things being released or maybe into now Strong World something where they, they locked an intern in a room and made him like live, live stream him watching One Piece for days. <laughs> yeah, because you can go four days. <laughs> oh dear God, that poor broken man. <laughs> Yeah. And they shipped him to the insane asylum later and feed him pudding through a straw. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened to him. I hope, I hope he's okay. <laughs> hope he's safe. He, he went off to become king of the pirates, I believe. He went to the Caribbean, or uh, then they told him he should really be going to Mogadishu. But <laughs> the second moment of awesome, I want to throw a shout out to Log Horizon. The mo- Probably one of those unexpectedly really good animes that I randomly picked out on Crunchyroll to watch. That's yeah, that's I like Love we, Horizon. We weren't expecting that anime to be good. In fact, we'd been skipping no. over. In fact, it. I just looked at it and went, "Well, it's animated by Satellite. They're usually pretty good. I'll give it a shot." Like me and Barry were originally skipping over it because, like, I think we both had the thought of that it looked just like it was a somebody trying to cash in on the popularity of Sword Art Online, but. It's actually really, really good. Yeah, I like Star yeah. Online, but I think Log Horizon does the trapped in an MMO way better. I th- yeah, it, <laughs> it is better because they d- they don't dwell on the oh my god we're trapped we need to get out you know what are we going to do to get out it's like you're trapped you have no idea how you got there there's no clues to why you got there in fact there is no objective whatsoever and boredom is a distinct and horrible possibility that is affecting the characters besides depression and lack of. Nobody knows how to make any food that tastes other than cardboard. <laughs> like, yes. and and uh, also Log Horizon, I think, is... Well, it's much newer than Toronto Lion, so they, they pull a ridiculously a lot from WoW. Yeah, that was wow something mechanics. that we didn't know when we were first watching, is that it was written after the light... Like, the light novel that Log Horizon is written on was written after the light novel that Sword Art Online was written on. Sword Art Online was written when all this VR technology was... MMOs were still kind of, like, new, and so it was much more of a thought of what could happen, whereas Log Horizon has the advantage of it's been written after MMOs have been a big thing for a while now, and there's a better guess on what people are actually going to... how they're actually going to behave in an MMO. Yeah, Sword Art Online was... Was more analogous to dot hack, yeah, which is like the early two thousands, yeah. and whereas Log Horizon was the first light novel was in two thousand and ten, yeah, like it's so, seen the MMO boom, it it knows something about it, you know, it's uh, and and the best line of the whole thing so far was when the cat. The man, the, the guy that played a cat person said, when I quit this guild, I formed a guild of nothing but cat people, and then we tried to be exactly like cats. And then, which consisted mostly of sleeping on a porch for 23 hours a day. And then they showed a picture of a guild of cat people just sleeping on a porch all day. Joji Nakata voiced cat guy is the best character ever. He ends every sentence of meow. Yes. And and they commented a point of, he was like this before we got trapped in the world. He's really a hardcore role player. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I do like that the main character show is surprisingly chill. He is a uh, he is not the he is not the hot blooded ass kicking warrior. He is the thinking, strategizing, buffing character. Well, <laughs> I was also a little bit surprised when I found out from Kevin that this uh, that the light novel was written by the same guy that wrote uh, Mo You. Mm. So this anime 
is almost guaranteed to devolve down into economics. It's heading that way. Yep, it's going there. I, I believe there is an actual real plot. Like, after the story goes on for a little while, there is a weird, shocking something that happens that upsets the world balance. But, like, right now they're just trying to figure out how to keep people from being dicks and uh, not be bored and at so, the same time. With the main <laughs> character being, like, a strategist is his big thing. He's not the big, hot-headed fighter. He's a strategist, first and foremost... Obviously, it's going to devolve into economics, and it's still very wonderful to see it go. <gasps> also, I love the Japanese using the term debauchery tea party and saying it in English. <laughs> All right, well, so. that is our moments of awesome, but now we shall head on to another virtual world full of craziness and wonders. Wait! Can I get in a moment of hate? Yeah, we got time. Okay. So here's my moment of hate. 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 Okay. My moment of hate is at Hanukkah. For being so early this year, Barry has had surgery, we haven't had time to go get gifts for anyone, and we've got to fly up to Philadelphia. (laughs) Hanukkah is on Thanksgiving this year. And won't be again for another 7,200-odd years. But you know what the real killer is? We're trying to get at least something together before we go up. And, you know, we don't really have a lot of mobility at the moment to go many places. Uh, And so, it's amazing how nowhere has any Hanukkah cards for sale. Like... Walgreens, CVS, uh, they have they have their Christmas cards out already and displayed. They have Thanksgiving cards out and displayed. No Hanukkah cards. They they just haven't realized it yet. Yeah, like the only place around that we found that has Hanukkah car- cards out is Publix. It has a small section of cards, and normally I would look at the small section of cards and be like, "Oh, this is basically nothing." They're totally not stocking it where Christmas has all these, but no, no, it's 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 not even that. I'm grateful that they have this small sack <laughs> of cards this year because everywhere else has nothing. Like, have you even tried Hallmark? Hallmark is the place I tried last year where Hanukkah wasn't so early, and they it was like two weeks until Hanukkah last year, and. They had out Thanksgiving cards, even though Thanksgiving had just passed. And they had out Christmas cards. And when I asked, hey, where are the Hanukkah cards? They said, oh, well, we only have room for one seasonal uh, stand, you know. So the the Thanksgiving cards are probably going to come down this weekend, and the Hanukkah cards are going to go up. To which I said to the manager last year, you do know that Hanukkah's early this year, right? And he looked at me, and he went, no, I had no idea. When is it? It's in two weeks. <laughs> oh, well, then he went into the back and, and found, like, a box of cards for me to go through. <laughs> ah. So, so what we're saying really here is, screw you, Hallmark. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> if we're going to go anywhere to buy cards, you and think, only cards... You think the card store would have cards, but the, no, it's, it's actually the grocery store. So thank you, Publix, and fuck you, Hallmark. <laughs> and that's been our moment of... Fuck you! Oh, Alright, there we go. I wasn't sure if I want, you wanted hate or fuck you, so... Uh, uh, I'm good either way. Okay. And the time codes will go as F you, so, you know, <laughs> right. who cares? 
But what we're talking about next is in no way an FU, and in fact a welcome back to our lives. We for, we for, we it's been so long since we you've been gone. We loved you. <gasps> we're talking about Pokemon X and, and Y. Yeah, we were just going to be talking about Pokemon X as I have Pokemon X. And I have Pokemon X. And I have Pokemon X. But my husband, Barry, has Pokemon Y. So we had to get on this, but we'll be right back with an awesome cast all about Pokemon X and also Y. <laughs> I should preface this podcast first to point out that none of us are really the super hardcore Pokemon players. None of us really got other ways to make sure that all the attributes and affinities and the IVs and the EVs... Well, the EVs are cool. We like EVs. But the IVs and all the other really weird super stat building tournament playing stuff... I don't think anyone here really cares about it. No, when you start getting into that, when you start getting that far into it, that kind of kills some of the enjoyment of the game for me. And if I did get into all that, there's just so much that you can sit there and fiddle around with in Pokemon that, you know, there's actually some things that I was doing that I kind of had to stop doing because it was interfering with my ability to play the game when I was playing the game. So, just so everyone understands, when we talk about this game, we're really just people who are just enjoying playing this game. So, if you're looking for super hardcore, really number-crunching Pokemon goodness... You've already looked it up on the internet. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. We're here to talk about how much fun we have playing this game. Also, we're probably not doing a spoiler section. There's not really much spoiler in Pokemon. I, I I have a spoiler for Pokemon. I'm going to tell it to you now. I'm going to go ahead and spoil... This small detail. No, it's not a small detail. What am I saying? This is a giant. This is a giant thing that I'm about to spoil right here. So everybody get ready. If you don't want to be spoiled, don't listen to this next like little segment. As I tell you. But the Pokemon are really cute. Like, it's really freaking adorable. Like, I've just spoiled the whole game for you. I mean, I know you're going to be so surprised at how cute these Pokemon were, but... Oh man, are they so cute! <laughs> Except for most of the third, uh, the third evolved levels of Pokemon, they just seem to progressively get some real ugly. Yeah, a lot of the dragons that have three evolutions start out really cute as babies, and then by the end of the third evolution, they look like penises for some reason, like that Axel thingy, <laughs> like real dragons. Yes, like real dragons. You know, starting out <laughs> cute as babies, looking like penises at the end. I think Dragonite is adorable. But Dratini is the freaking most adorable Pokemon in all of Pokemon. Yeah. But that uh, was my spoiler, that they're uh, cute. I, I, I feel Pancham, the little panda Pokemon with the rude tude, is, is, in my opinion, most adorable. There's a little, little, little stick of 
I like the old depressed psychic cat, whatever his name is. <laughs> oh. Depressed psychic cat? Yes. Like Espar or Yeah, Esper. Esper. He's like Esper. a little It's like like, you know, there's Grumpy Cat, this is depressed cat, but he's like a fairy psychic type. Yeah. <laughs> so Pokemon is a game. It's a video game on Nintendo Portables. It's made by developer Game Freak. If you're a small child or a college student, you're already playing it. It's true. Uh, it, the amount of street passes I get from 3DSs tripled. After, like, at first it doubled when Animal Crossing came out. And from that point, it tripled when Pokemon came out. It's yeah. been astounding. Yeah. Uh, after Animal Crossing, um, my street passes on DS. Increase too. I started carrying around my DS, but then like I kind of slumped off, and I was leaving it at home more. I was not getting as many street passes as before, but with the new Pokemon game, I picked it back up, and so has ev- apparently everybody else. And we should point out this is for 3DS. It is not DS. Oh, sorry. As many parents dismay who's coming shopping at my Walmart. <laughs> no. And my place where one might buy video games, but then I just tell them about the 2DS, and they, a lot of times they'll buy that. That's a sell. <laughs> because, you know, it's way cheaper and they'll play the games. And a lot of times for those people, it is for little kids and they don't really care. Whereas the adults, they all tend to buy 3DS XLs with their copies of Pokemons. And it's a good time. So, Pokemon. It's a game where you play as a little kid. Well, I think this kid is not quite as little as previous. Ever since, uh, ever since Pokemon uh, Black and White, the kid has been a little bit older. Um, so we're still not, we're not talking, uh, 11-year-old Ash wandering around with completely no parental supervision throughout the countryside. We're now up to, like, I think this kid is supposed to be, like, 15-ish. Pokemon World has the best way to get rid of the rambunctious ADD children out of the classroom and not being disruptive anymore. You just send them out in the world with some Pokemon! (laughs) Sure, they could end up dead in a bog, but what are you gonna do? (laughs) Well, these kids are supposed to be a little bit older, but still young. And also, this is a a magical world where they won't get into trouble. Some way, somehow. No, no, you get into a fair amount of trouble in this game. You just survive it. (laughs) Well, yeah, because all the Pokemon get get hurt, and you never get hurt. There is actually one of the NPCs. I I love talking to this NPC, but she's... uh, she's She's one of the trainers that you encounter in the world that does a little Pokemon battle with you. Um, and she makes the comment of, "Wow, you're such you're so totally a leader type character. Like you could be the protagonist in a game or something." And I love reading that. It's very meta and nice. <laughs> well, um, I like this one. I guess we probably when this mo- got moment of awesome, we mentioned it. But you actually have to select the gender of your character, and to a certain extent, their physical appearance, mm-hmm. which is different. <laughs> well, it's been fairly common in Pokemon for a while. To be able to select your gender. Yeah, but this is like kind of This is fairly customizable by Pokemon's standards. Oh, yeah. Very well, customizable. I mean, you can also A, pick your gender, A, choose your skin tone. Yeah, they let you choose your skin tone. And you get to buy clothes for them. You can also change your hair color. They eventually give you a case for contact lenses so you can change your eye color. Yeah. You can even change your hairstyle later, hairstyle later as well. Yeah. I dyed my hair honey. And they eventually add in different hairstyles as you play through the game. Mm hmm. So there is a lot of customability with your trainer. I am sad that in the Japanese version, you can totally cross-dress if you so chose, where in the American version you cannot. But, you know, 
it sucks. What are you going to do? Yeah. Nah, it's okay. Buy a Japanese version of a Japanese 3DS and be super hardcore weeaboo? Yes. Yes, Kevin, we will leave that one to you. Well, yeah, I already own the 3DS. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, that's why I said it, because I knew you owned yeah. one for your mecha games. Yeah. But, like, for three games now, but yeah. <laughs> one of which did come out in the U.S. But they've, again, they've added a lot of new Pokemon this time around. Only like 70 or so. Not yeah, as they have not added so many as they have ha- added where they've added more Pokemon in the past, but they've done a lot of neat things on the 3DS now uh, with the evolutions that they just couldn't do with previous ones. Like, they probably never even thought of it before, but like, one of the things is my Inkei, which is a little squid Pokemon. You have to turn, you have to turn the uh, 3DS upside down while it's leveling up, in order to get it to evolve. Yes, because the 3DS has an accelerometer in it. Yeah. So it now knows. It knows when you do that. And, well, I think a lot of reasons why is because, something I haven't mentioned yet, is this game is the first Pokemon game that's fully polygonal. It is fully, you know, fully 3D in the more classic sense that it's, everything's made out of polygons, so it has, you know, artificial, you know, 3D even though, yes, it's on a 3DS, so actually you can see it in, mm-hmm. quote, 3D, unquote. So, but, because of that, all the Pokemon now, they're no longer sprites. They're all moving, you know, fully realized polygonal models. Mm-hmm. And so you, I think they decided to do mostly, uh, revisit a lot of the previous Pokemon that you used to enjoy, because you're now seeing them in a completely different way than you're used to. Yeah. Because they're now in full 3D modeling, and Nintendo does a really awesome job of... It, got, it has this really awesome cel-shaded art style to it. It does. Like, you can barely tell that it's made of polygons. So it's got this almost... It almost looks like the cartoon. And even Pikachu, they actually use the anime voice acting of the Pikachu for the Pika-Pika sounds. Yes. You know, just to, so, you know, it is pretty awesome. And sometimes Pokemon have to eat... Much like our mascot, Bruce. Yes, sitting there eating his dog food. Not giving a care as to whether or not we're recording. Because Bruce's don't, don't matter about that. Because Bruce is also just one of the very best Bruce's like no one ever Bruce before. Bruce don't care. <laughs> He's a 100% dog. No cat in there. Thank God the cats are both alive. <laughs> But yeah, so Pokemon, mm-hmm. it, it's good stuff, and I think this game is so pretty. Yeah, it's... Yes, definitely. It, it is a... I did have a question that I had to ask and answer myself as I was playing the game. I did come into question, does this game have seasons? Because, you know, Pokemon Black and White had seasons. Every month that passed in Black and White turned out to be a season in the game. Uh, and when I got to, uh, I think it was Road 15 or 16, I think it was uh, Path 16, has a real autumn look to it. It just mm. looks a lot like autumn. And so I was like, oh man, is, did the season change and I didn't notice? It seems like an odd place for this time of the month for it to be changing, but maybe it did. But then I went back to one of the earlier routes and I realized that it had not changed. So it does kind of have this... Right now I'm in the snow area, and I did notice that it kind of, as you go around, it does have this, you know, sort of change of the seasons 
as you're going through the game. But it doesn't really have that, like Black and White did, where it actually changes. One of the things I have noticed is that the day of the week is actually mm-hmm. apparently what's really important in this game in terms of there are certain Pokemon that are only in trash cans in this area on this day. Um, and uh, and there are certain like clothing items that are only for sale in this shop on this day of the week. It is actually like a lot of the clothing stores, like, you know, every day there's like a, a slightly different color selection yeah. than before, and so I had to wait before I can get my, you know... Super sleek black ensemble in the Parisian S city, so I could make my guy look all classy and, oh, and which, stylish. That's something that we haven't talked on, touched on yet. Uh, the name of the region this time around is Kalos. The Kalos region, and it is based off of France. You know, well, you say it's based off of France. Like, when does France have a Stonehenge in it? Yeah, but they've got an Eiffel Tower. Well, yeah, but my thought is more that this is less France and more of general Northern Europe. No, they very, very specifically said France. Oh, okay. Like, the designers were like, France. That's why there's a version of Versailles. Yeah, but there's that one town that has kind of a Stonehenge theme going to it, which seems odd. It does. I think France must have a Standing Stone kind of thing somewhere. I just don't remember what it's called. Okay. I don't know. Well, I don't know that much about France. I know enough to really dislike the French, but I like this game. In fact, (laughs) apparently one of the... um, the developers, I'm sorry, the uh, Tsunetsaku uh, Ishihara, the CEO of the Pokemon Company, he mentioned during a developer roundtable, he stated, France is one of the many countries that has a focus on the beauty, and beauty was one of the themes that we had at Pokemon X and Y. So he wanted to see how we could express that beauty in the games. And they have made, like some of the backgrounds are just Beautiful, like some of the places that you that you travel to when you're mm-hmm. walking through them, the way they've animated the wind gently rippling through the grass, it's just beautiful. <laughs> and it's but it's such a simple game that it feels a little odd to go that this is just beautiful. I know there's some places where the way the camera pans deli- deliberately to show off the landscape in a few mm-hmm. areas and some really some of the nicer spots. Yeah, it, and it's and it is pushing the 3ds pretty hard. Because in a lot of areas, they actually deactivate the 3D. Yeah. In a whole lot of areas of the game, the 3D just does not work because they're obviously using so much power of the 3DS that, you know, because normally the 3DS, I believe, has a couple different chips in it that it balances those to be able to produce a 3D effect. Yeah. But they deactivate it so they can get the full range of, you know, polygons on the screen and frame rates and everything as high as possible. I'm actually a little impressed with their whole camera usage for taking pictures at scenic spots. You can you can adjust the aperture and the wide lens and actually do all the weird camera things like that real cameras do if you're doing manual camera effects. Um, I'm also enjoying the Wonder Trade system, which allows you to completely randomly trade one of your Pokemon for a completely random Pokemon with a completely random person in the world. Sometimes you get a Rattata, sometimes you get a Bulbasaur. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of times you'll get a Pikachu. Yeah. But no, they, they've done actually a lot of different things with the uh, the bottom screen this time. Mm-hmm. Where I think that's one of the secret, you know, you know, big major things in Pokemon. So you're going to be clicking open my 3DS to make sure I can have a look at it. You know, first you do have the global trade system. Your, your friend system. Just straight up right there on one of the screens. Now you can battle and trade 
and do all the normal stuff you would normally do. In previous 3DS, you know, previous Pokemon releases, you had to go to a, like a special room and like the Poke yeah. Centers to do it's... any online stuff. Whereas now, it's all built in right on the bottom of the screen as soon as you start the game. And this is just so much more streamlined, having it right there on the bottom screen, than having to go to that special little room. It makes it so much easier to do. It makes it so that when you are wanting to trade Pokemon, you can pretty much just look over at your friend that you're playing with and be like, hey, let's trade right now. And the addition to O powers are kind of cool in this game, too. Mm -hmm. Powers that basically you can send your friend, you know, hey, you'll get more attack next time you play, or here for three minutes have better capture, better deals, more experience. As always, Nintendo has been very strict about kind of watching what you're saying to a certain extent. Like, they have a bunch of prefabricated things for your character to say in their profile to make sure that everybody's playing safe, but... I hear there are, there are certain... There's, like, some word filters on your possibility for naming Pokemon. And there, there are. There are. In fact, I have... I have come across that... It was my bagworm Pokemon. When I caught that, I wanted to name it something. I ended up naming it Gross. But I think I wanted to name it something a little bit more choice than Gross initially, and it told me that I just couldn't name it that. I think it was something, like, stupid, actually. Like, it was something (laughs) actually pretty innocuous. But still, they do still have those filters in place so that you can't... You can't say, like, curse words online, and you can't... There's not a single Pikachu named Fuck You in this game. Yeah. Although I, my Bulbasaur I got was named Lucky Day. So, <laughs> someone out there had a sense of humor. I just sent a ragioli over to somebody in Japan, and they sent, holy crap, I got a, uh, that weird mother Pokemon with <coughs> a baby in the pouch. It's a marsupial of some type. Oh. So, there we are, one trading right as we're talking to you. Yeah. Its name is in Japanese. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> I some think of, it's Kangasham or something. Yeah, some of them are different in Japanese, too. But, but. Uh, then, at the top of the screen, after you have all of your, like, your interactive stuff, if you click over, there's another little mini-game, the pokemon Me. Yes, where you can now deliver sincere Omotenashi to your Pokemon as if it was Pokemon Dream Club. <laughs> That's yeah. a horrible but accurate analogy. And it's addicting! It's horribly addicting. I think I thought of it as more of it's like Nintendogs only with your Pokemon. But then I can't say the word sincere Omote Nashi. Yeah. To my waifus. They also don't seem to starve to death. It's no matter how hard you try. Well, Pokemon to me was actually when I mentioned earlier the thing that I had to stop doing so that I could play the game. I was spending way too much time playing Pokemon to me. And my Pokemon would sit there. By the time I was done feeding all of them and petting all of them and playing with all of them, the first one that I fed, pet, and played with would be hungry again. And so it's like I was never getting to make any progress in the game because I was just sitting there, like, petting my Lapras. And I love my Lapras. (laughs) I named my Lapras Surfboard. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's its function. Well, most of my Pokemon are actually named after French words. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you know it was set in you know set in a, in a version of France, and so I'll have Pokemon names like Voyou and and Sambresia and and oh, now I really wish I had names like but I did not. But uh, or Lutre for my for my you know and because French curse words don't count. No, that's for that's wrestler. Because it's for my my luchadore. 
uh, Mexican Pokemon. It's Mexican because he does all the work for me. <laughs> that was terrible. And it is. It is terrible. And I real I didn't realize I'd done that until after I'd done it. Yeah. Where I had given also TMs and things. You can just use TMs as much as you like. They don't go away anymore. Which is so, awesome. So I taught my, my literature Pokemon Cut and Fall Swipe and Fly and I think Strength. And I'm like, yeah, you'll do all my things I need a Pokemon to do. Oh, God. I just gave it all to the next... Oh. Whoops. But anyways, the other part of the uh, bottom screen is Super Training. I love Super Training! Well, tell us all about Super Training. Super Training is now... Okay, you want a Pokemon stats to do better in this stat or that stat? You want a better attack, better special attack, better speed? You know, rather than doing the old way of, you know, talking to some... Pokemon guy that's like, you're this guy's stat might be higher than the rest. There's actually a nice visualization chart you can work off of this time. And Tuber Training is basically you go, hey, I want to do these little challenges and up my Pokemon stat here and here. And the other part of that is bags. You get, you know, like punching bags and they up stats or they help you with your Pokemon stat up challenges. And either way, you can sit there and just up stats so that as you're leveling that Pokemon, he just gets better and better in the stats you want him to up with. But you got to be careful because you only up so much stats this way. Yeah. And then a Pokemon's fully trained. Yeah. Which I learned the hard way. I just thought I was able to just raise stats. But there's nope. reset bags. Are there? Are yeah. Really? yeah. Yeah, reset yeah. bags that'll just cut it back to zero and then you can start over and repick. Huh. They're the completely white yeah. bags. Yeah, I got a reset bag. I always I always keep two of them in in my bag collection just just in case I have a Pokemon I need to reset and go. You just need special attack out the ass. Well then, you learn something new every day. Yep. Pokemon. Well, I'd kind of like to. I'm going to share my Pokemon history, and then I'd like to do some compare and contrast to some of the previous Pokemons. Go for it. Okay, so my Pokemon history is. When Pokemon first came out on the original Game Boy, mm-hmm. I played both. I played both. Uh, red both, and blue. Yeah, I played both red and blue. Uh, my little sister was actually given one of the two, and I was given the other one, but she promptly didn't play it, so I had to play both <laughs> and traded with myself because none of my other friends when I was growing up played games, played video games at all. So that was my sad little existence. Well, and. I had memorized all 150 Pokemon. I actually had captured a Mew on, I think, Blue. You know, because I think I had just gotten lucky and just caught a Mewtwo with a regular Pokeball, so I had the extra Master Ball lying about. Uh, but more importantly, my lasting impression of the first one was I had memorized all 150 Pokemon. I was 15 years old. I was 15 years old wearing a Pikachu t-shirt. Uh, and I think reading one of the Harry Potter's, whichever one was the newest one out at that point in time, while sitting in the car while my mom had gone into the grocery store, and my little sister came back out and saw me and went, you're, you're 12. (laughs) And while that was only a three year, three year difference from the age I actually was, at the time it seemed like a horrible insult, (laughs) but... Yeah, I was just a little bit too old to be playing Pokemon when it first came out, but I still played it. I loved it. 
memorized all 150 Pokemon, and then promptly didn't touch the game again in any way, shape, or form until Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. And when Pokemon Diamond and Pearl came out, I got Pearl, and I tried to get into it. I randomly got, I think, a Bidoof. It may have been a Bidoof or a Ratatata, whichever one was the... The normal? The the stupid, abundant normal. I believe they're both stupid. <laughs> yeah. And abundant. Whichever was the abundant normal at the beginning of the game. Well, I think it's Bidoof in Pearl. For that one. But yeah, I, I think I'm it was sure. a Bidoof, but I got a shiny Bidoof, like, oh, right st- playing off the very beginning. Like, the odds of that happening are, are very, uh... Low. Yeah, very low. Mm. But I caught one, and... And I played for, like, a while, and then I promptly lost complete interest in it. I don't even think I made it to the first gym before I just... I didn't touch it again. But then Black and White came out. And I think I had White. And I, I loved that game. I played through all of Pokemon Black and White. But when Pokemon Black and White 2 came out, I didn't even think of anything about it. I haven't played that game. Whatsoever. There was a Black and White 2? Yep. There was a Black and White 2. It's an actual storyline sequel to Black and White 1. It's the same regions, more or less. Same Pokemon, but they remix everything. So you go with the regions in a different order as the storyline goes, and different Pokemon in different areas. Are you a new little kid? Yes. So that's my history with Pokemon. And the reason I mentioned my history with Pokemon is I'd like to kind of compare what I remember from playing the original Pokemon to now I'm kind of in this new school. All right. Can we also share our histories of playing Pokemon? Yes, you can. Go for it. I don't know if Kevin wants to or not, but... I played Pokemon. All right, good job, Kevin. Now, I I played the original Pokemon. Um, That was pretty fun, original Game Boy. And I played um, Soul Silver was the next time I ever picked up a Pokemon. It was okay. I like Soul Silver okay. And then I got this one. Like, I really... I'm so I'm you sporadic. The old school, yes. the middle school, yeah. and now this. One. I'm sporadic in my liking of Pokemon. I like. Yeah, I, I think I can go a while between Pokemon games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat similar. I'm not similar because uh, I kept trying to jump on that horse. But I remember playing the original Red. Yeah. I had the original Red. My brother also got Blue, but I wasn't playing his Blue because it was mostly the same game. And I was like, you know. 17 or 18 at the time, so I was, you know, <laughs> I was way too old. But I remember reading back in the old Nintendo Powers, where they were calling it Pocket Monsters and stuff, so I was getting, I was like, oh man, it's a new RPG for my Game Boy. Yeah. That's what I was being hyped for. Yeah. Oh, Pocket Monsters, and, that brings me back. And so I, that's what I was getting it for, because like, we finally got it in the U.S., and I was started playing it. And around the same time, I was kind of getting out of Magic, and but wanting to get to another CCG, and then I realized Pokemon was also getting a CCG, like, oh, cool. It's a simpler one. It started from the beginning, so I can get cards and not have to pay out the butt. Awesome. So I also get the CCG as well. And then the then the anime starts airing on TV. And then all the kids found out about it. <laughs> and then suddenly it was a different world. A, all the cards suddenly got way more expensive. Because parents were willing to shell out cash for those cards. That those little kids were wanting to collect. And suddenly that card game was nothing but little kids. And I'm like, you know what? Never mind. Never mind. I am jumping out of the card game entirely. And then I start playing the game. And I play it by myself. And again, very similar. I had no one else to play with, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, sensibly, I guess I could be playing with Kevin. But I, for some reason, didn't even think about it. 
Because that was that was around the cable. Yeah, because we were, that was around the same time. I yeah. guess it, it almost would have had to have been, but yeah. But I was playing it, and then I remember I was going on and it had me because I, I went on a college choir trip to New York City. Ah, uh, and I had my ice blue, ice crystal blue Nintendo Pocket, Nintendo Lite. It was before there are the Nintendo Pocket. It wasn't the color or the lighted one yet. It was the, but it was a limited edition one that I bought. And I left it in a hotel room with both my copy of Pokemon Red and the Game Boy, mm-hmm. and I lost it forever. Oh. And uh, well, it was in some random hotel in New York, and we left New York, and I didn't realize it until like, you know, later on, like, oh no, where is it? So, I was like, well, that's it for me and Pokemon, <laughs> and for a long time, like. I tried playing Soul Silver, didn't really get into it. I tried playing Ruby, didn't really get into it. You know, I tried getting into um, to Diamond, Diamond and Pearl, and I got a little bit into it, but I didn't get really that far into it. And then I'm like, well, you know what? And then Black and White were announced. I'm like, okay, well, you know what? I'll wait. So no, there's got to be like a gray version, right? There's got to be a third version, and I'll wait. And I'll play that with everyone else. I'll just wait for that one because I still feel a little bit burnt from. That's right, because during Diamond and Pearl, that's when I heard about I, I finally heard about IVs, and when I heard there were secret stats that if you really wanted to play this game for sure for reals, <laughs> you had to manipulate these secret stats that you wouldn't see normally. And I heard how complicated that was. I'm like, you know what? what? I was like, what? No, no, bump this. I'm done. That is crazy and insane. I'm not doing this. And so I jumped out. Then black and white came out. I'm like, well, maybe I'll try. Maybe I'll wait, wait, maybe I'll wait for green. I'll wait for, not green, um, gray. gray. The gray didn't happen. I'm like, well, fine. Black two, white two, white. I'll, I'll buy one of those. I'll try it. And I didn't get that far into it. Well, by then, a lot of us who were playing it had kind of... Had stopped. Yeah. Didn't and, even know there was black two. Right, well, I mentioned it, but everyone's like, ah, I already played a black one or white one. Like, they weren't, they weren't interested in playing a new one. There's yeah. a sat- Pokemon saturation point. Well, yeah. it's also true that it's more fun to play Pokemon with people. It is. It is. I mean, the whole game is designed around the idea that they want you to play it with people. Yeah. And, and people you can talk to, not nameless, faceless Japanese people. Yeah, so what ended up happening was, and I had my friend Sam who was playing Black and White 2 with me, but it just wasn't, but that was just me and Sam. Uh, so I'm like, well, and then Sam beat it and he was done with it. And I was still playing it. I'm like, well, never mind. Because he already traded in his DS. Because he... 3DS or... No, a 3DS. He trades in systems all the time. And so I was like, well, whatever. And then when the X and Y came out, I got X. And it's like falling in love with the first game all over again. And that's my story. Ah, yes. What about you, Kevin? Do you want to share? Or are you good? I had my story. He had a story. Oh, okay. He went before I did. Barry. I have... Let's see. My story is not as intensive... Uh, I played the original, well, I originally watched the cartoon on TV, and being the child I was at that point, you know, where I actually watched the original dubbed version of Dragon Ball, so that should give you a framed mindset of, I thought that was good. Um, (laughs) I loved the Pokemon TV show, like, absolutely loved it, much older than I should have, but... At least till you get a ways into it and realize they're just going to keep recycling the same plot lines over and over, and there's never going to be any actual resolution. But I actually <laughs> loved it. Like, I, like the th- it was one of the first like cartoon theme songs I memorized. You know, yeah. and, I, and I loved it. And uh, and what 
I, I didn't get into the CCG because Magic Gathering owned my soul, and um, and I was its little butt baby or whatever, and uh, and so, but I did get on the original Game Boy uh, the first Pokemon game, and I thought it was so cool. I spent time, you know, getting that first Pikachu that everyone wants to get, you know, because they not particularly enamored with their starting Pokemon or whatnot. And then I, you know, I kind of tipped off of it, and I and it grew into other stuff. And then I said, "All right, I'm gonna try this new Pokemon for the GameCube. This will be awesome. I'm waiting for Pokemon." And I load it up. I start playing it. It's like, what the hell are these? I don't know this one. I don't know this one. And in fact, at the point where it was like, not a single Pokemon. That I had memorized that goddamn song for at that point of time. <laughs> of all 150 Pokemon, um, they were in this game. They just replaced all of them. It's like, we're going to give you new Pokemon. Just new Pokemon. And, oh god, that game was so horrible. And I hated it so much. It, it made me realize that part of the sweetness of Pokemon is to have old favorites constantly come up in the game. Yeah, you add new to the mix. But you, I, it's like a stew. You've got this fine stew of Pokemon, you know, and it's simmering and bubbling and tastes delicious, but it gets old because you've eaten it for quite a while. But then, rather than just replace the whole thing with radishes, you, you pour some new Pokemon into the stew and it sweetens up the flavor. Just mwah. Fair, I just want to poke out, point out, <laughs> poke out. that you're talking about making a Pokemon stew. Once again, not a terrible idea. Now that I know they can die. Because that has been a question in my mind for Pokemon since I restarted playing with black and white. That, wait a minute, are Pokemon basically immortal creatures that never die and basically watch their poor odors grow old and die before they run off into the woods? Somehow lower their level by eating roots and grubs for a while? Because the levels are obviously associated with civilization for some reason. And and then suddenly, you know, the next, you know, Ash's grandchild who managed to be more mentally retarded sometimes runs into the bushes, trips over a rock and throws a Pokeball, capturing it. But no, no, apparently there are Pokemon graveyard and, you know, you can, you can like, manipulate Pokemon. So obviously you can probably eat Pokemon is what I'm getting to. I'm not sure if there's a choice to eat anything besides Pokemon <laughs> given the setting. I haven't seen any other creatures, but I am sure Roast Psyduck, you know, hits you right here, pointing <laughs> to my forehead. Yeah, and you know, in the... Peking the Psyduck, there we go. And Pokemon <coughs> Blue, there is a there's side story where you have to go to a haunted tower that's filled with the ghosts of dead Pokemon. Yep. And you have to you face off a Cubone, a ghost of a Cubone well, that, that might be the mother of... That's mother brilliant! Cubone. Absolutely no calories. Like, it ghost was Pokemon, the, diet Pokemon. It was it was in the first first game, but anyways, we're going to take a break. I'll come back. We're going to start doing some comparing and contrasting with some Pokemon. I will compare and contrast Jesus and Spider Man. Charizard cooks himself. We'll be right back. So good when you address me, Pokeball and no testes. Your boy so fly, ground moves don't affect me. Elite four beating eight times, they respect me. Press the power button, now it's on like SB. Morning, night, and day, 
Pokemon is in my head. This morning I woke up with a high blind inside my bed. I saw that she was playing blue version. Do you know what I did? I slapped that bitch up on her head and said I play Pokemon Red. I twice and then I vomit. Have you want them and I got it? Ultra balls in my pocket, blasting off again. Team Rocket, focus, punch it if it goes to stop it. Gotta hit my chain and I'm boxing. If you do attempt to block it, I'll have my champ karate chop it. You say you got your third badge, I got my eighth the night before. I'm smoking so much green, I'm burning all the fucking ivy swords. I really hate the Weedle, so I stabbed him with a needle And I told my fucking Sneasel to spit an ice beam at you people When you run into an Antagon, it's your chance to capture it And then it runs away and you have to chase after it like, hey, I got swag, TM87, tell him, hey, I got swag, TM87 When you're in need of Back with the awesome cast Talk about Pokemon X and Y, but now we can compare and contrast X and Y to previous Pokemons Well... Like other Pokemon, there are Pokemon in this game. Yes. It's true. There are many Pokemon. Uh, okay, so once you beat the game, you get the National Pokedex, which has all the Pokemon that are in the region, including the limited edition Pokemon. Right. Et cetera, et cetera. But in the meantime, while you're playing the main course of the game, uh, they actually give you three Pokedexes. Yes. Each having 150 Pokemon in them each. Mm-hmm. Which I thought that was kind of a nice shout out to the original, mm-hmm. the original game with 150 Pokemon in the Pokedex. Well, this one also, it, you know, it sort of gives you a second shout out because you first get your first set of starters. Mm-hmm. You know, your your Finnekins, your Froakies, and your Chespins, and then a little bit later on, and you actually get it from one of your friends, mm-hmm. and then later on you actually meet the actual professor for this game, and then he gives you a choice of another set of starters. Which are the original red and blue starters? Squirtle, Charizard, Charmander, or um, Bulbasaur. <laughs> yes. So, also, spoiler alert, because none of you else have finished the game yet either. Um, after you're done, when you wake up in your house Chrono Trigger S style at the very end of the game, um, your friend, either your love interest or your lesbian love interest, uh, gives you the next starter Pokemon. Like, I, I, I chose... Blue, the frog ninja, and uh, and she gave me the fire rat, and so I'm assuming that if you started with the fire rat, you get the the plant thing. Doing Fennekin? Yeah. The fox. Yeah, I have the Fennekin. So you're saying definitely lesbian girlfriend? That's what I'm thinking. <clears throat> have you seen them during the fireworks scene? No, I haven't. Time to keep playing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, here's the compare and contrast that I've wanted to do, because we're, we're getting onto the subject that I want to broach. And that is, uh, the, things, the, things that, the two things that strike out the most to me are a compare and contrast between the level of story and plot that's present in the game, mm-hmm. and the relationship you have with your friends slash rivals. Um, I actually think that Black and White did better than this game. That's what I hear. I hear that they, that Black and White, and I had never played Black and White, I heard it had a better focus, out of all the games, had the best focus on storyline. Yeah, it had, Pokemon's had. It surprisingly had a really good good plot. It was you versus PETA, but it was still a good plot. Um, and... You, and in Pokemon Black and White, you really got the feeling that 
your two friends who are also your rival, who are your alternating rival, or at least one of them was your rival, uh, but you are still, bottom line, friends with both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you really, they did a really good job of building that sense of camaraderie and friendship with your two rivals, and you understood really well that when you're fighting with your friend, you know, you really are trying to be the best, and you're, you really are supporting each other. But in this one, you have this group of, like, four other kids that are your friends, so a group of five kids. You bump into at semi-regular intervals. Yeah. As you continue throughout the plot, you bump into different ones, depending on what's going on. Um, and I just... It seems like for most of them, it doesn't really convey that this group has anywhere near as strong a bond as the bond that you had with your th- with the, the three friends in Pokemon Black and White definitely had. So it seems like Pokemon Black and White both has a better story, and it has a better sense of better sense of friendship with your friends and rivals. But, at the same time, both, po- uh, both Pokemon Black and White and Pokemon X and Y are still worlds better than the original Pokemon game. Right. Like, I think back to the original Pokemon game and what, what the plot was in that, what the secret plot was in that, and by secret plot I'm referring to, I think, the actual plot, uh, you know, where the core premises, just go out and catch these Pokemon and fill up the Pokedex. And, oh, by the way, there's some sort of mafia thing going on with Team Rocket. We don't know. Find out. Uh, and, you know, your rival in that game, who was just apparently a jerk for no (laughs) ascertainable reason, just like, hey, ass, I pissed in your Cheerios. Ha! I'm Gary motherfucking Oak. Or Blue. I get confused. (laughs) I will say that um, recently they made a new anime called Pokemon The Origin which is a retelling of red and blue or red and green in anime form and they actually do a fairly decent job of actually giving a coherent plot Yeah, and you realize there actually is a little bit more meat to those bones those Q-bones as it were (laughs) more of a system limitation than the fact they weren't actually thinking about it yeah like and so, but I will say that I do kind of like having my little crew because mm-hmm. I do I do feel some camaraderie shit. Like I feel some some Nakama tones. Well, also in this version, when you start off, you're not like these are not your childhood friends. You have just moved to town, and they're they are just now incorporating you into their crew. So that may have been something done semi intentionally. Also, if you listen to this podcast, I want it known that the professor in this game looks like the same guy as the teacher in Kill the Kill. And if you don't understand that, go watch Kill the Kill. <laughs> he is a fabulous OG son. It, it's true. <laughs> but I will say that I, I, I do like just how much they really want you still also, it is all about your trip with your Pokemon. Yeah. And I do think that they really hit upon that really hard mm-hmm. in this version. Yeah. Which did remind me a lot of the original original Pokemon, which was also the whole was go out, capture, become friends with your Pokemon. You teach me, I'll teach you. Yeah, this this sort of has that same sort of vibe to it. Yeah. That I don't know if Black and White had, but this what that feels like more pronounced in this version than previous ones. Oh, Pokemon Black and White absolutely had that. Like, absolutely. Um, it is important to note 
that friendship and affection are two different stats for your Pokemon. Yes, they are, <laughs> before you end up with a fairy Eevee. Or if you're trying to get a fairy Eevee. <laughs> like, the Pokemon Ami side game builds up your Pokemon's affection for you. But really, the only thing that'll bring up your Pokemon's friendship is traveling around with your Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Smoothies, the occasional massage, and having dinner dates. The more costly, the better. You know, lobster really will net you the new Umbreon. So, do we know if tipping is anything? Not oh. that I... I, I wish! Like, <laughs> I think it may get you cultural points or style points. It's That's another hidden stat. There's tons and tons of hidden stats in Pokemon. There are, but this game feels more like, you know, just for getting things instead of yeah. actual battle values. Because Super Trading now lets you see those secret hidden values that you couldn't see before. Yeah, but there's still tons, like the style points or the cultural points. Friendship is still hidden. Yeah, like certain shops certain shops won't open up for you unless you have enough style points. Which you get for just doing stuff in Lumino City. Yeah. And there's punk goth kids in that abandoned building. Stuck you, up punks. You know what the secret to that is? <laughs> what? You have to go through Lumino City and talk to all of the roller skaters. Oh. If you do that, you'll get enough style points that you can go down and talk to that person. Because I know. Because I want to go to the trendy clothing shop and get my trendy clothes. Yep. So I could be a trendy person. With my trendy Pokemon, because Pokemon, Pokemon are the best. Yeah, I need some North Style points so I can, you know, get my twin tail Gothic Lolita on. Oh, I really like the trainer videos. I stayed up so late last night (laughs) making my perfect little trainer video. I made them download and watch it before we started. Yeah, it's true. I like to say, like, I I started that trend because I spent a lot of time working on my trainer video. I showed it to you and you were like, ah. Yeah, you you did. I was totally jealous of your Pokemon. Trainer video, so I made one of my own. And... Which you can use like various effects and make a goofy little video that shows off yourself and also possibly a Pokemon of yours. Yeah, it's like 10 seconds long. But it's really fun to be like, yeah, look at my self awesome. I got light shows going on. I'm saying stupid phrases. Who cares? Catching them all. My character. Look at my Pokemon. Look at my Pangoro. He's awesome. He's a ruffian Pokemon. Yep. For the back, he looks like he's got a high school like ruffian school coat on. I'm like, yeah, he's an old badass. school ruffian. <laughs> Have you seen his evolved form yet? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Ah, like Panchamp, you know, he's just a little cute little pan with a root tude. You know, because he's like this little like, like yeah, I'm, I'm I'm rude, and I got a little thing sticking out of my mouth, a little little leaf. Because a little stem, and he's got his little coat, you know, coat on. He's a hooligan. Yes, he he's my favorite. <laughs> and he grows up to be even worse. That's why I hate like. It's the best thing ever playing with him, Pokemon to me, because like he doesn't change his facial expression at all. <laughs> and so I'm petting him, and he's like, Murr. and you see the hearts come up, and his face doesn't change at all. So it's like, ah, oh, you so Sudere, Pangora, Voyu, the picture of Ah, oh, there's more, more little hearts. Yeah, that's right, you love me. Pangora, the Sudere Pokemon. Ah, it's, it's not as stuff. weird as rubbing down Gyarados' belly. It really reminds me of, I've been watching Touch lately, which I'll probably talk about later on, but um, the character named Harda, who's like this big, gruff guy, who just really appears to be gruff, he actually is really kind of a nice guy. Mm-hmm. My Pangoro kind of reminds me of that. 
That totally reminds me, the creepiest pet, uh, Pokemon that I have yet to uh, uh, pet and love in Pokemon and me is the sword Pokemon. It is a ghost steel Pokemon that is a sword. And I'm not really sure where it eats from. I think it's got a little, like, where it's kind of slightly out of its scabbard and goes up and down on its scabbard. But then you sit there and you polish it. And yeah, we started having to call it, call that polishing rather than petting, because otherwise we were petting the sword, which was <laughs> awkward. Polishing the sword is a euphemism for something else, but at least it's better than petting the sword. <laughs> Probably more productive than Pokemon and me sometimes, but I like where you can just like poke the Pikachu's cheek and it. You, it It'll zap you. you. That's uh, cute. It doesn't like that. No. The fire on Charizard's tail will burn you if you accidentally touch that too. <laughs> yeah. Whereas Lapras is just like a big sweetie. Lapras likes everything that you do to it. Like if if Pancham is a uh, is the Sundere Pokemon, then Lapras is the is a soon derp come on. <laughs> soon derp. Like dairy dairy, but okay, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> Alright. So are there any other Pokemon thoughts before I get into final thoughts? Um Mega Charizard X totally rules. Yeah, Screw you guys! We haven't even talked about the uh, evolutions. That, that, that's true. Where, you know, how uh, Pokemon blatantly ripped off Digimon with their mega evolutions. Well, <laughs> I really don't think that these... I'm actually... I'm a little bit disappointed in mega evolutions, now that I have them. Well, what, what mega evolutions are is that certain Pokemon, once you obtain your mega ring, and you put the proper mega stone... With the, it, so the Pokemon are holding it, you could mega evolutionize them, where they gain stats, ability, possibly you know, new types, and just are more better versions of themselves. Yeah, I, I, I am a little bit disappointed in it. Um, I don't like the fact that, for one thing, with mega evolution, your Pokemon only changes for the course of that battle, and you can only do one at a time. So, you. Like, you can only do one in a battle if you've got multiple ones that can mega evolve. Yeah, like I wouldn't. The, I would have preferred something where you could mega evolve it and it stayed mega evolved, rather than this. You know, you can temporarily mega evolve it. Like it seems more to me like it's more like a power boost, and so I'd prefer it if it was called something like power boost or mega boost or something like that, where it's not confused with the existing thing of evolution. Well. I guess I always I always think of it as going Super Saiyan because you know when Goku goes Super Saiyan right he doesn't stay Super Saiyan the whole time he just he goes to Super Saiyan level one two or three depending on which version in the storyline he's going at and then he goes back 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 down to regular Goku and he's still awesome as regular Goku he's just not currently Super Saiyan at that time and for me Mega Evolutions are sort of that why couldn't they call it Super Saiyan for the Pokemon like just like. <laughs> And, he go, and Pikachu goes Super Saiyan! Because <laughs> that's... We're not in the world of Akira Toriyama. We're in the world of Pokemon. Are you telling me it wouldn't be awesome to see Pikachu go Super Saiyan? I'm saying I think I already have. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say also, every single Mega Evolution I've seen so far makes your Pokemon uglier. Now, this might just be why... 
Because apparently I get the shaft on all of my Mega Evolutions. Depends on what you like, but yeah, yeah. Gengar gets uglier. Yeah. You know, my Charizard gets more pointy, less smooth, less aerodynamic, more I wouldn't want to roll over. Well, that might be more useful in a fight. He does still cook things (laughs) for me. And it's true, like, Pokemon X, you get actual different, real changes. Like, you know, the big thing that people think about is Mega Charizard X, who turns black, loses loses the uh, flying-type, gains dragon-type. There's mm-hmm. a maw full of blue flame. Rawr! Yeah. So, now I feel jealous. Rawr! I got Pokemon none of you got. And you can punch Mewtwo right in the gut. Okay. And, and I will style. say, going to the Pokemon <laughs> panel during the, during the Hamacon Minicon... And watching all the kids suddenly lose their shit at when they're trying to debate with each other about whether or not you should use or not use Mega Evolutions. And man, there were some there were some heated opinions <laughs> and that that gaggle of of, of so college what, nerds. So what do you think, Basil? Should you or should you not use Mega Evolutions? I think my Charizard looks cooler when he's black with blue flames. So sure. What about you, Kevin? Uh, yeah, well, of course, I'm thinking largely just from in-game. It's like, yeah, why not? You know, like it's, it's a valid tactical move. I you, see. Have, you have to give up your item slot. Yes. So, that, that is a... But that's, why, that's what makes it a tactical move. And you can only use one of them. Right. So, what's your opinions? Mm, my opinion is that I don't really care for it. And, uh, I prefer... Collecting the Pokemons anyway, rather than battling them, so it when doesn't really matter. <laughs> when something needs to die, and it needs to die right now, regardless of its type. Mega evolutions. Yeah, and I can change up a battle real fast if you. Well, any other thoughts? No, so I think we are gonna take a break, and we'll be back with our awesomes out of awesome. Mega Charizard X, that's what they call me. Damn, they used to say I suck. Now they want me like an early copy. Finally a dragon type. Game Freak had to end the drop. That's why your girlfriend blew me like the fire coming out my mouth. Pokemon X and Y. We hardly recommend it for all adventuring Pokemoning persons. And so now we must give our final thoughts, our final ratings, our final awesomes out of awesomes. So I think I'm just going to throw straight up and give it 718 available Pokemon out of awesome. I'm going to stick with the traditional 150 out of awesomes. 150 or 151? 152. 152 out of awesome. 153 for missing number. Well, actually it's 151 once you include Mew and Mewtwo. Both together it's 151. That's the original number. Yeah. Yes. So I was right with my 152. Well, still. Missing number. Woo! <laughs> so Kev's giving it a missing... Missing a... Woo! 
out of awesomes, I'm guessing. Uh, okay, that or a triple X plus one Y out of awesome. <laughs> but why, Kevin? Why? We had to ask Barry. He got the Y. Yeah. <laughs> why, Barry? Why? Because uh, you got the X, honey. You bought it oh, for yeah. your birthday? <laughs> I, give, I give it a 9.5 out of 10. You know, we sat there to... What? We can't give it an actual number of things. That's not how we do things. That's not how we do things. It's going to be awesome, cats. Fine. Like, you can't just give it an actual value. Fine. Fine. I give it... Eight EV types out of eleven. Fine, fine. You know what? Fine. Is that how many we currently have? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I will have. I will have whatever that ice EV is. That I'm Glacian calling him. Or... I'm calling him Crustion or something. I don't know. He gets Glacion or something. But Glacion, yeah. ice creamicon. Sounds pretty delicious. Convention. Mm, hey, I, Pokemon food cart. Got to eat them all. Out of awesome. <laughs> so, well, thanks, Barry, for for telling us about Barry's adventures in Pokemoning. Thank you to everyone else, and thank you everyone who's listening. Again, check us out at awesomecast.com, Twitter at awesomecast, Facebook awesomecast, other things awesomecast. And with that, Twitterless Kevin, Twitterless Kevin, it's Basil time, the Basil stream, whatever things, and of course, all complaints. Podcast at chanceofbuffet.com. And with that, thank you all, and we are out. And it was a battle well fought, lost a flying tight. Middle finger to them stealth rocks, been doing this since 96. Boy, I made myself hot. Drizzle, we set fire to the rain. Fuck a Del Fox. A nigga hell hot. Got a message for all of you dragons. Check your mailbox. I'm coming through your cell block. Now respect is mandatory, leaving you inflammatory. All you did was hate on me, but now I'm in your category. Hard body, you see what I did to Mewtwo? Fuck around and get knocked out like Hoot Hoot. And you heard it from the best. If you want me, come and find me on that Pokemon X. Back then they just want me, now I'm hot, they all know me. Back then they just want me, now I'm hot, they all know me. Back then they just want me, now I'm hot, they all know me. Back then they just want me, now I'm hot, they all know me. Back then they just want me, now I'm hot, they all know me. Gotta catch your ball.